everybody, welcome to the podcast of the Gundam Heroes. We are here towards the end of season one, kind of, right? A like little, that's sure. How the seasons kind of work here. I mean, there's yeah. 50 episodes and probably two seasons, so it's got to be around 25 for the end of season one. So we're halfway okay. through season one. They just yeah, really wanted just... to throw a uh, clip show in. Yeah. Yeah, there was a clip show episode. Um, I Let's went back and edited it, and if I didn't, I'm going to sound like a real... F- Ding dong. <laughs> That's why I wrote a note to myself and I'm going to say it at the beginning of this one to make it just way more embarrassing if I don't edit it out. Uh, but uh, we will be watching, what is it, 13, 14, 15, 17 yeah. today? Uh, so depending on where you 16. get your videos, there may be a clip show in there someplace. If there isn't, don't worry about it. If there is, skip that one. So <laughs> We skipped and, it at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we skipped it, um, and we got some pretty interesting episodes here. We find some characters coming back. It's uh, Learn some things. Bit of a ride. Yeah. Some people definitely blowing their cover and getting away with it for God knows why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's go on in. Episode 13. Uh, the title of this one is An Older Person. You know, uh, like 30 or 40. <laughs> yeah, it's an anime, you know. So uh, the Solaris is flying around, and uh, Kihil, who is still trying to impersonate Diana, is uh, looking at the blown up Noctis city or Noct city, sorry, below. And she's like really afraid that because of what all the shit that's going on, like the earth and the moon will never get together and be happy anymore. And they're always going to be I am more. never going to get to swap bodies with, yeah. with the queen. <laughs> My favorite part about this, that is she goes like, oh, maybe we'll need another Romeo and Juliet style tragedy to make this work, which like Romeo and Juliet isn't really about war but moving on beyond that too then immediately like her handler is kind of just like uh what is romeo and juliet She's like, uh, earth book i heard about it from uh remember that other smart girl who looked like me yeah that she was one. smart and good oh by the way have you found her yet no reason just really would like to talk to her again <laughs> they don't have ap english on the moon so mm-hmm. yeah so she brings up trying to find the real key the key hill the one that Diana is, you, you know what I'm trying to say. And um, Ron's <laughs> like, yeah, ever since uh, we blew up the city, we can't find her. So that sucks. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Lauren and Diana are sleeping outside. Uh, they're woken up at Sid because it's like, hey, the Moon's Army here. We have to leave. And so um, there's also a quick shot of Poe and her forces finding Bruno and Jacob's mechs. So they got knocked out of them in the previous episode. Also, Corin is missing in action. They found like parts of his mech sitting around, but they think he's dead. Um, well, I think it's like... They don't find a body or anything. It's very clear that he got away from it. Yeah, we know he got away, but she thinks that he's been killed in action because they find right. like, destroyed parts of his suit. They assumed he fell in the lava and yeah, didn't his... like, divine providence onto a ledge like a ding-dong. <laughs> <laughs> How could that happen? That would be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Sid also has the white doll pull out Corrin's mech club thing. Because the club that he was carrying around. this is why we can't wear seatbelts in the Gundams. Be thrown <laughs> now free we know. Of, thrown yeah. clear of the crash. Yeah, works every time. Um, By the way, wear wear seatbelts. That's a joke. <laughs> Please wear seatbelts. Okay, going on. <laughs> um, so we see a scene of uh, I don't even know why I put this here. Dana and Lauren are in the white doll and they're eating corn. Like they were yeah. on the scene for like two minutes. I don't know why. But they're, they're going eating to... corn in the funniest way possible, too. Like, just, like, not quite shoving it, like, f- like f- you know, long first in their mouths. But, like, eating corn, people don't eat corn that Yeah, imagine two adults who have never eaten corn before. Um, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, the White Doll exits into a valley that Zid thinks that there's going to be, like, more stuff to find here because he loves digging up stuff. 
Um, they use the club that they found as a drill, and this is, comes into effect in the next couple episodes when they start drilling stuff. But yeah, the club is uh, was Corin's club, basically. Yeah, but it has like this weird like. I don't know, drill bit on the front of it that you can like grind in. It's like shit. a grinder kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing, if you ever look up one of the things they use to like build tunnels underground, yeah, like it's the like a thing boring they use machine. for the tunnel. Yeah, like the boring machines that like claw along the walls while digging stuff out. It's basically that on a club. It's pretty cool. Sort of a weird thing yeah. to put on the giant stick item from Dark Souls, but <laughs> I don't question Corin. Yeah, so uh Kihil, well, I should say Diana, immediately gets uh, bored of all this and goes off exploring. And she is having fun because she's the princess of the moon and she, you know, now is on Earth having fun, great time. But she ends up running into this other guy just digging by himself in the middle of this valley. He's got a um, backhoe. Yeah, he's got a backhoe, but he's not I, using it. He's just using a pickaxe. He's but. just he's digging outside of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this guy is, like, tall. He's kind of muscular since he's been digging a lot. He has dark hair and a pertinent 5 o'clock shadow at all times. His name is Will Game. Which, he also uh, has a permanent baby face, despite the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Extreme baby face. Yeah, so he's oblivious to her and starts digging and throws dirt on her and she gets all mad. But when he turns the face her, she immediately is shocked and starts trembling and then breaks down crying, which is like completely out of character. Uh, Diane just like starts like freaking out and she's just like, oh, you must be Will Game. And he, to his part, does not know who the hell she is or what she is talking about. Um, she says that she is Diana Solis and that uh, she goes and hugs him and he's completely confused and taken aback by everything that's happening here. So Diana thinks that she knows this person, really, which is strange because she's from the moon. Um, elsewhere, Lauren is... Uh, <laughs> it's Sorry, weird. that was a really good recap. Just like, <laughs> which is bizarre because she's from the moon. There is that wizard is from the moon. <laughs> just another case of, you know, this is the main, main plot point. Yeah. Turn A is very good, by the way, if I haven't mentioned <laughs> it yet. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm yes. glad that a major plot point is they're from the moon, so they're unfamiliar with these things, or they fall down a lot, which I wish was a plot point more often. I feel like Corin really should... Imagine if the queen fell down, like, six <laughs> times in the first meetings. It would be so funny. <laughs> ah, but she might have already done that, you see? Mm. We just didn't get to see it, yeah. Yeah, so, um... Lauren goes off to find Keyhill, uh, actually Diana. Uh, he runs into a tall woman. Um, this is a new character. She has red hair. She has a large sex appeal. I'll just put it like that. Um, her name is... You uh, say Big Baps. Yeah, don't yeah. be a wiener. Say Big Baps. It's funny. <laughs> it's like... She is Many a Gundam characters have, have the big, big bats. bats. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, presented kind of as a femme fatale, even though she like really isn't doing a whole lot right now. But uh, her name is uh, Titith. And uh, Lauren trips him, falls on his face, and the woman makes fun of him for it. Uh, back at Diana, she is apologizing to Will. Um, Will's like, yeah, that's my name, but uh, how did you know that? How did you know I look like him? And she immediately realizes that she can't say something, so she kind of lies and says that she heard about the legend of the man from the game family who was trying to go to the moon or something. And that's exactly how I would react in meeting someone that I read a story about once. Yeah. And so while she's talking to him, Tita shows up and she has a rock in her hand and she screams at Diana and just starts I'm going to kill running. this motherfucker with a rock. <laughs> yeah. Like a stone or something. Like, just hit her with it. <laughs> yeah. So Lauren's like, no, no, that's not Diana. That's Keyhill, my friend. And of course, also, it is kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, Tita stops herself. At God the last bless second. this lady, though, for being fucking <laughs> result oriented. You know? <laughs> like. Uh, 
a lot of people fucking around feeling the need to like check shit out or you know have a speech first no 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 she's just like okay i got a job queen found a rock time to get to work (laughs) like that's all there is yeah so uh she stops herself at the last moment and apologizes for attacking um diana and is like yeah that doesn't make sense why would diana be here on earth in a valley looking at some guy digging up dirt that's silly also, Which, she drops the rock not quite on Lauren's nuts. Almost. <laughs> Just barely. But not yeah. quite. <laughs> he uh, he was seeing the face of God there for a second. <laughs> um, so Lauren introduces, uh, Lauren is introduced to Will. Uh, Will kind of covers here for Diana by saying that Keyhill was interested in mining. And I use that kind of in quotes. Um, since she, they kind of introduced Keyhill as being the daughter of the mining company that her father ran. Um, Good cover. Yeah. Uh, they ask, well, well, what are you guys digging for out here? It's kind of weird that one person would be digging here in the valley. Um, it kind of gets cut there. Uh, we see the Diana's troops are watching the white doll enter the cave that uh, they were digging at. And, of course, the moon people say, oh, we got to report this to Poe. Um, Diana and Titus start talking over lunch. Um, Will is using instructions from an old diary of one of his ancestors to dig into the mountain. And they found something underground. And they pan over the to it in a shot. dark history. Yeah. Except this time it's... <laughs> Like, my great-uncle William's dark history. <laughs> like, I That's know the alcoholism. author, so it's weird. Yeah, no, he actually just lived to be, like, 105, so I just knew him. But I guess it's dark history. <laughs> Very dark. Yeah, so they pan over to something, and it kind of looks like a metallic tunnel. It's kind of unclear. Um, Sid and Lauren go over and take a look at it, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a spaceship. That's and, a spaceship. Yeah, Teeth is like, oh, great. Uh, Will is doing this to reach the moon to find out about his ancestral love story and stuff. Uh, his ancestor was in love with this person named Diana. Um, during all this, by the way, Diana is over in the corner just kind of staring at everybody. Just like, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That's very interesting, that. Yeah, so Will says, like, I didn't believe it at first, but because of all the recent events of the people coming from the moon, like, I know that Diana Counter is actually a real thing, and their people landed here, and they're from the moon, so the old love story must be real, so I'm going to go get my spaceship and fly to the moon and figure out what's going on. Yeah, I guess so if, like, your great-great-grandpappy always told you about this lady named Diana, and then people come down from the moon, and their army is literally named after Diana, you might start believing him. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> Well, a little bit of corroboration there. Yeah. So Diana, while she's listening to all this, she kind of has this inner monologue to herself. Like she knows that this isn't the the will from back in time, but is one of his descendants. And then we immediately see a flashback of her and a man that looks exactly like Will uh, planting a tree. Um, this older Will, I'm just going to call him old Will in the flashbacks. Uh, he's on a quest to find some bird for love or something. Old Will. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, just... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to keep it clear for the listener here. No, no, no. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So old Will's going to look for some bird in the course of love. And when he finds it, he's going to return to Diana and ask to marry her. And she is like totally cool with it. It's pretty obvious they're in love during this flashback. Um, so I think Back. this is the time when Diana like came Earth Will. That's when she fell on her ass, and we just weren't here to see it. Yeah, she's used to the gravity of Earth. It's like the first time you go to like Denver or something, you're constantly right. dead. But afterwards, you're like kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sid, Lauren, and Will are over doing some mining. Um, while the, during this, Tita goes over to the white doll and starts just kind of looking at it. Lauren immediately gets mad and jealous that like she's touching his precious mobile suit, but she's just kind of curious about how to operate it. 
And like, while this goes on, like it's kind of insinuated she has some sort of ulterior motive because she gets like weirdly touchy-feely with Lauren, like kind of putting her uh, tits in his face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like legit like grabbing his hand and like kind of, you know, intentionally brushing a boob a little bit. Like, Oops. you know, kind of realizing this is still kind of a kid. So they can, you yeah. Know, take again, this character this knows she has the goods, and she kind of uses that to get her advantage. Um, yep. So she drags Lauren off. Um, she's like, "Oh yeah, you're Moonrace, aren't you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, there's some." Oh sh- yeah. She asks him if he's Moonrace, and he's like, "Are you?" And she's like, "Well, there's some people on the moon or on the Earth with moon ancestry." So she's kind of like insinuating. Not an answer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she just takes him to a hot springs nearby. I don't know what the geology is of like where they are in Appalachia, but yeah, there's a hot springs. So she they, gets they in the hot springs. They say Albany a bunch of times. Yeah, that, which makes me think like New York, obviously, even which, though there's a bunch hmm. of different Albanies in the U.S. But like, it's an Albany. They also keep having pictures of like Florida on their maps. So yes. who knows? But yeah, she gets in the hot springs. Um, she starts teasing them, saying like, "Aren't you going to come in?" and all that. So they, he gets in. He has fun floating around for a bit. Um, she asks him why he's helping the militia since he's from the moon. That doesn't make sense to her. But he, like, he turns around and asks her what she plans to do with the spaceship. This conversation really goes nowhere because like she says that the guests have arrived and look over and there's otters. It makes zero sense. <laughs> oh, also she's naked this whole time? I mean, they're both naked, but yeah. I can't remember if that was mentioned. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. these otters just appear. This whole scene was just so weird. Then suddenly there's otters <laughs> and then cut. <laughs> yeah, then the scene's done. <laughs> Yeah, they don't even go anywhere with it. Um, so Diana's back watching Will dig and stuff, and she goes over to him and asks him, it's like, so, hey, what happened to your ancestor, the one, you know, that got on the airship and everything? Old Will. Old Will, yeah. <laughs> and so he fills her in, and he's like, well, according to the legends that I was told, Old Will found the bird, but uh, he eventually died in an airship accident on the journey back, if the story's to be believed. And uh, she's like, and he says, yeah, we found some of his possessions in the, sh- possessions in the ship that crashed, so, you know, it probably is true. And, like, Diana is thinking during all this time that, like, she left the moon too early before he returned, so she didn't know any of this. And then she says, like, on the way back to the moon, she read reports and then was put into cryostasis. And, like, she never knew anything about this. And she's wondering, is this the only thing that a queen can do, you know? So we cut over to her, like, kind of being sad. And she does this weird jump thing past Lauren. And oh, oh yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> okay, the thing is, the way this is framed is really bizarre. Yeah. Because it cuts away, and then it cuts back to her, and it's like, it cuts away, and it's not in slow motion. And then when it cuts to her, it's in, like, super slow-mo, and she's, like, jumping through the air to, like, start a sprint. And she's, but like, it floating. looks like she's just floating for, like, five seconds, and it's really <laughs> confusing. And then, like, it speeds up, and you're like, oh, she was running or doing that kind of thing and i don't know if that was supposed to be like a cinematography choice to be like the moon or she's got psychic moon powers yeah it seriously looked like she was floating at first yeah strange it it really did i was so confused i'm like they're looking at her because she's floating right (laughs) and it it just feels like it had to have been like that that was so abrupt it felt like it has to be you know like an intentional choice i just am not sure why (laughs) yeah um, so Lauren's going to go chase her, but then he spots some of the moon people's uh, WAD suits up at the top. So he gets on the white doll and chases them out. Um, Poe and the WADs come down into the valley, so he runs into a cave. He then uses that club he got to start, like, causing a cave-in. 
This is a really good animation coming up. Yeah, like he puts the club into the ceiling, causes a cave-in, and like all these wads are just getting destroyed by rocks, and then one like flails its arm around and gets bonked on the head by the club he has. It's kind of a comedic relief scene. It's silly. It's it's like a Flintstones fight. <laughs> it's adorable. These little things flailing like ah! Yeah. It frames them for comedy. <laughs> they are jesters to him. Yeah, so outside, Diana thinks that bringing soldiers to Earth was a bad idea. Uh, Teethith is also hiding with Diana and says, like, the moon soldiers are terrifying. And Diana is, like, suspicious of Teethith's motives because she's, like, kind of, I don't know, nonchalant about the whole thing. She also did try to kill her with a rock briefly. That's true, yeah. So um, Lauren eventually goes, finds Poe's Wadom set outside, and there's a fight scene. Um, there's a pretty good animation here with it trying to, like, bash in the dome on the top of the Wadom. And eventually it uses the beam saber to slice it open. The thing ejects, and Poe runs away, and she's completely humiliated by this. Like Again? She, yeah, she can't believe she's lost to this idiot, like, four times in a row. <laughs> so... Um, afterwards, uh, Lauren and Diane go to Will's house. Uh, he has his big mansion up in the hills. Um, Diana remembers it being the same house that the old Will had, like back in her flashback. And uh, she goes over to the tree that they planted when they were, uh, you know, I don't know, however many years ago. And now it is fully grown. Like in the flashback, it was like a sapling, maybe 10 feet tall. Now it is like a completely full-blown tree. So that gives you some idea of time scale there. Mm-hmm. Um Will goes up to her and says, like, hey, you showed interest in that old story I was talking about earlier. I want to show you something. So he pulls out of the house a music box. And in this music box, there's the bird feather, apparently the one that was from the bird that Diana originally wanted Will to go get or something. And he gives it to her and walks off. But she, like, holds his box and just starts breaking down, crying at her lost lover, apparently. And that's the end of that episode. Ends on a high note. Yeah, so it turns out the older person was Diana. (laughs) Also is, yeah, like, it, it's weird how fast they blow over, oh, I was in cryostasis. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hi, it's me, Queen Futurama. I'm, I'm technically up? a few hundred years old, don't mind me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you kind of suspected it at first, knowing that, like, she immediately thought this was a person and then said it was an ancestor. And then, like, the whole thing about the cryostasis is just kind of confirmation that, yeah, that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, I mean, either she looks really good for, like, 150, (laughs) or, yeah, she was putting cryo-storage for a while. It's just wild, too, though, because, like, everything else in this show is, like, so oversold in the classic Gundam fashion, and then just, oh, yeah, I was in cryostasis, whatever. (laughs) No biggie, (laughs) just move right along, okay. Yeah, so, episode 14, we have a recap of all the stuff that just happened. Uh, The title of this one is Separated Again. We see the white doll digging in a cave. Um, they found the ship. It's like kind of becoming more obvious that this is a ship. It's like the side of it now. Um, when I say ship, I mean a spaceship. Basically. Yeah. Um, outside, Diana is on a ladder looking up in a tree. Uh, she finds a carving that's obviously uh, quite old, but it's a heart with the letters W and D in it. Um, we see a WD-40. flashback. WD-40. I love that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Uh, We see a flashback to the old Will and Diana years ago. Um, They are just carving things into the tree and they're madly in love. Uh, Back in the present day, Diana says it's, you know, it's probably a better idea to just leave this behind and not think about it, considering the situation she's in. And then there's a bird attack. Um, There's a nest in the tree and the bird just attacks her. The only reason I mentioned this is because Titus showed up and they start talking about bird nests. Uh, Titus here is seemingly trying to kind of feel out if this person, if Diana or Kihil, as she knows her, is from the moon. 
But Diana does a decent job of like lying convincingly that she's, oh, I was just interested in nests and they're all different. I love bird's nests. Like you find bird's nests anywhere, you know. Yeah, but they're different, right? <laughs> yeah, she says when like birds are, like you don't have bird's nests on the moon. She's like, oh yeah, but bird nests here are different. Yeah, it's silly, but like it's she's just trying to feel her out. Um, we see a shot of Sid, Will, and Lauren. They have broken their way into a ship into the ship and now that they're inside this just looks like a classic Gundam style bridge like if you've ever seen any of the original UC shows this is what the inside of the ships look like um, it looks super advanced we're gonna advanced. get more of that soon yeah it looks super advanced but Lauren starts touching things and it starts itself up um, back outside uh, Diane is looking through the guest house that she stayed in when she was younger at Will's mansion place and they find a picture she finds a picture of her in the old Will and it's when I say picture, it's more like a glass frame. What do they call those old style photographs that are glass with the stuff on them? Uh, I know they're not daguerreotype. That's like a different one. That's the silver plate. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's a basically a glass thing with the image like imprinted on it. Yeah. It's like kind of like one of those laser carvings, except it's like multicolored. And I, I think it's a negative as well for whatever reason. Yeah, but it definitely shows them. Um Lauren and Will return to the house. They are very happy that they found the spaceship. Uh, they fill in uh, T-Tith in about the ship. And Sid's like, hey, we should probably tell the militia about this. But we don't have a telephone here, so we'll have to do it tomorrow. Um, Diane, listening to all this, is thinking that... If we sold the phone is a really good excuse for a show to have for... <laughs> well, why don't... Why doesn't the military just show up? This is a huge high-priority thing. We sold the phone. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, like, I'm not paying thirty nine ninety nine for long distance when I don't even call anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. It'll pay us enough for that shit. <laughs> These backhoes don't pay for themselves. Yeah. So um, Diane, listening to all of their talking, is thinking that um, if there's a ship, if there was a ship back there, or if, sorry, if there was a ship here back then, then she didn't need to rush back to the moon like so immediately. And then, like, she immediately started to have, like, well, what if I stayed with Will? And she has regrets about the whole thing. Which, um, fair enough. It's probably a lot more recent for her than it is for reality. Yeah. Yeah, so in the militia camp, um, we get to meet a new character. He's the commander of the Louisiana uh, militia. His name is Maligan, though I don't think they say it this episode. This guy looks like a basically a blonde aristocrat from France. He's um, kind of got the key hell braids going on. Yeah. He does. He's yeah. got hair drills. Hair <laughs> drills. Hey, can't let the ladies have all the fun. <laughs> he takes guys pride in his hair. a hair drill too. Suck it. Here he goes. It's Melikin. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's real stuck up, of course, because he thinks he's aristocratic and all that. But um, Michael, who again is the leader of the English militia, military militia, is mad that he's under this guy's command. And he's like, yeah, the, our militia can still fight. Uh, but then they all panic because they hear mobile suits outside and they know there's not supposed to be any mobile suits. And they rush outside, but it's actually the Louisiana militia. Um, they have a bunch of mobile suits and they call, he, uh, Maligan calls it the Suicide Squad, which is kind of silly. <laughs> but um, yeah, they but. show up. They're very uh, familiar looking suits called the Bourjanons. Bourjanons? Yeah. Uh, Bajorna would probably say it the same. Robo bears is what it probably would translate as. <laughs> I yeah, know, it kicks ass. Yeah, these suits are totally new, and no one's ever seen any of them before with their one monocular eye being painted in all green. But um, they're Zaku's. <laughs> I don't know what that word is, Ty. They're not Zaku's. What? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so they introduced their commander, whose name is Gavin Goonie, and I'm just going to call him Goonie because that's a funnier way to say it than Gavin by the Goonies. Yeah. Um, Goonie is a dark-haired dude. He has a scar on his full head and, like, a pencil mustache. And he looks very, like, World War One Red Baron-esque with his whole getup going on. Um, Goonie scarf. Int- yeah, Goonie introduces himself to Joseph and Soshi. Uh, she's kind of taken aback that he knows her, but then he starts flattering her and saying, like, oh, yeah, you're the brave Kapu pilot, and she just totally eats it up. Mm-hmm. Um, back in Will's house, Lauren is wondering if digging out the spaceship will escalate the war. He's like, well, the militia doesn't have a spaceship, and if they have a spaceship, that's probably, like, a big thing. And Sid, too, does the same thing he's always been doing. Is like, who knows if it's good or bad? I'm just going to go to sleep. Who can there really say? The difference <laughs> yeah. between good or bad, you fool. <laughs> Sid Look, is, Sid if nothing else. Sid just wants to dig and make a get robots. He really doesn't care what they do with them after it. You know what? Archaeologists historically have been pretty spotty on the morals, so <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so um, outside Diana is meeting with Will. Um, she shows him the old photograph glass thing and says, that, like, oh, the people on the moon want to live on Earth, so why do you want to go back to the moon? He's like, well, I want to prove the legacy of my ancestors, know if my ancestors were right. And, like, during this whole conversation about talking about an ancestor's romance and all that, uh, she knows that he is directly talking about her, so it's kind of embarrassing i guess well i think it's also like she wants to say it but she can't say it because she's still in deep cover right now yeah though he she told him but he doesn't really like i don't know if he just thought she was hysterical or something just ignored the whole thing of her announcing that she was not the smartest tool a simple boy Hmm. that's true yeah yeah it's kind of like Imagine if in Breath of the Wild only Zelda was in storage and Link's descendant was, well, like she first went to go find him and like found his uncle <laughs> who sucks and dies from falling down a hole immediately. Like, you know, that guy. Link's uncle who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you played Link to the Past. That he goes, yeah. he's like, I'm going to go save the princess. And he falls down the first hole yeah, I know. and dies. <laughs> and that's so, like, yeah, that's Will be, Game. That's Will Game right there. <laughs> that's Will Game. He's the uncle who sucks, falls down the first hole and dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, back on the Slary, uh, Miran, Phil, and Keyhill, who is, again, playing the part of Diane, are talking about declaring a new fiefdom for Diane Counter and all the moon people. Um, the whole setup for this is that Phil and Miran think that, like, currently they're the invaders, seen as the invaders to everyone. But, like, if we set up a fiefdom in this place we used to own, we can kind of legitimize the fact that we're now just, you know, taking back our ancestral homeland or something, and this will be... Good for negotiations. Which, hooey, this show uh, goes pretty hard, huh? Yeah, let's do some colonization. Um, yeah, Keyhill's like, um, that sounds good, but you're going to start up the negotiations again, right? Uh, we don't also, don't do fighting. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do all that. So, Go do this, fighting. You got it. Yeah. This next scene is kind of strange. Lil doesn't have a shirt on. He's on bed. Yeah. He's <laughs> sitting on his bed, and he's just polishing an axe. And then, Well, you know, you got to keep your tools in order, you know? Hold on, honey. I'm going into the bedroom to polish my axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tia shows up. And then Tedith shows up. <laughs> yeah, she's also not wearing a shirt. She kind of has like a, I don't know, towel or something. It over looks herself. like she took, she stole the hand towel from the bathroom and hung it over herself, Lady Godiva style. Yeah, yeah. So she shows up and she's like, "Hey, you should take that ship over to the Diane Counter. They know how to operate it. Um, they could help you get to the moon." Which you know, I guess that's they're reasonable. from the moon. Yeah. They'd be happy to help you. And during this whole scene, she starts uh 
turning up the charm on him a bit. Uh, he kind of gets suspicious of this and asks what her motives are, but she's like, oh, I just want to help my man realize his dreams. And he's um, like, that sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. You're hot enough and I'm stupid as shit. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, okay, if you bring them that mobile doll that we found next to the spaceship, um, they'll listen to you. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. So the next day, uh, Diana wakes up and she's kind of wondering if she should bring Will to the moon to just get him out of the whole situation here. But she hears mobile suits going on, like moving around outside. So she gets up. Uh, she meets with Lauren and they go outside and find that Will is leaving for Diana Counter. Uh, he tells them, or Diana stops, like tries to stop and is like, listen, this may not be the best idea, but he's like, I've made up my mind. I'm going by. Uh, Tita shows up piloting a new mobile suit. Um, it's called the Canon Il Fato, and it totally does not look like another sort of can, uh, mobile suit from Gundam with a cannon. We're, we're on basically shoulder. getting all of the original series mook suits out of the way. Like yeah. both the good guy and the bad guy mook suits. I love that they're presenting these old, you mm -hmm. know, canonically shitty suits, but due to the way they've set up the world, they get to be relevant again. They're sweet like, as hell, actually. Yeah, yeah they're so fucking the scary. Are, they're so fun. And yeah, when they're the only robots around, it turns out, yeah, they actually kind of kick ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this suit has a cannon on its shoulder and it's had a red chest and it kind of has like a full face mask plate if you've ever seen the original gun then you'll probably know which one i'm trying to describe anyway it picks up will and they leave um will as he's leaving yells them he's like hey you can sit at my house and dig up the spaceship i don't care i'm going to the moon bye um sid uh then sits down and wonders if tita is from the moon because she pilots a suit pretty well but lauren's <laughs> yeah, like listen that's not something most people can do yeah but lauren's like well if it has a manual anybody can do it which is <laughs> Well, yeah, sure. but they'd have to recognize what the manual was, Lauren. Like, the reason why Sochi and everyone can use it is because you told them what it is. Yeah. You told them about the iPad. <laughs> Would James Bond know how to use it? Maybe it was James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Dianeth is again suspicious of Titeth in the scene. Tatith, I keep saying this name wrong. It, it's eh. fine. Yeah, so Sid finally puts two and two together and realizes that um, he, they got to go stop uh, Will because if he's from the moon and the moon, or if Will goes to the moon forces and they learn that there's a spaceship here, like they're going to be captured. Like they're going to bring the moon people here. So And you can't dig if you're in jail. Yeah. Um, Diana has a brief monologue to herself wondering if the game family has always been like this, leaving to go on adventures, to do whatever they like. And there's a flashback of her watching the old Will on his airship leave for his adventure. It's an even bigger airship, by the way. Yeah, and it's then, bigger uh, than Gwyn the one has. that Gwyn has, yeah. Um, we cut over to a scene of Sochi and her cop pool running around. Uh, she's running ahead of the Bajornons. And uh, Goonie kind of tells her in a kind of sexist way to stay back. It's not right for a lady, but she's like, well, you don't have combat experience, you idiot. Um, they're running off to do whatever. Uh, the white doll is running down the road, and Sid and Diana are in a car next to them. They're trying to catch up to Will and Titeth. Um, Diana's thinking that if Will reaches Diana counter, his life won't end up this way that he thinks it's going to go. Uh, Will and Titeth eventually are stopped by a big valley. Um, they're trying to find the way around, but the white doll catches up, and Lauren tells them, like, listen, you have to stop. This whole scene is really a bunch of, like, you shouldn't go there, and Will's like, no, -uh, I'm doing it. Moon! Um, I yeah. want to go to the moon! They're interrupted because the valley behind him that they couldn't go into, there's fighting down there. Uh, Harry and his sumo apparently went to go look for the white doll, but ran into the suicide squad, so they're fighting now. 
And Harry's this is, like, I think, the same trench that they're like starting to dig the spaceship in. By the way, yeah, there's this, they don't really kind of explain the geography too well, but yeah, this trench is there's a giant rift in the ground somewhere in upstate yeah. New York. So uh, Harry has never seen these Bajornons before, and he doesn't know what's happening. Uh, Will and Lauren both jump down into the valley because, of course, they got to get in on this. Uh, Will starts trying to surrender himself to Harry and, like, yelling that he wants to go see Diana Counter. While at the meantime, Lauren's behind him yelling at Will, saying, like, they, don't, they plan to stay on Earth. They're not going back to the moon, you idiot. You moron. Yeah. Uh, Will's kind of taken aback by this new news, but... Um, Titus says, like, hey, well, they got to get reinforcements and they're not going to abandon their homeland. He's just trying to, you know, persuade you to not do this. I mean, uh, yeah, but the thing is that Earth is their homeland. I've been yeah. told the moon is a harsh mistress. Yeah, that's, that's why they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why they're coming back down to Earth. They're originally from Earth and they want to come back. You know, not thinking about, about it, moon, moon is a harsh mistress had a lot of Gundam names in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair statement. Yeah, anyway, um,. Not to get any sidetracked. Uh, Harry doesn't know who the man piloting the white doll is. He's like, that's not Laura. Um, Sid and Diana are at the top of the cliff watching all these mobile suits talking to each other down the valley. And Diana is like, I still don't want Will to get involved in all this. So she like Colin McRae's herself down the side of this valley. And uh, <laughs> Sid is terrified the entire time and I'm surprised he didn't bail. Yeah, because like to be fair, she's driving the equivalent of like a 1920 sports car with like its shitty ass drum brakes down the side of this like 45 degree mountain. <laughs> so... She knows yeah. no fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like drifting the whole way too. Yep. Sick as hell. Yeah, so Sochi, um, the, before they got into the valley, Harry beat up a bunch of these Bajornons. So Sochi's trying to pick up one of the bazookas, but the Capool has this weird claw hand and can't really pick it up, so he uses a club. Uh, Lauren and it, Harry. It looks like, like the servos in the hands are just like a little worn down or a little damaged because like she goes to clench it and they just kind of don't move. And she's like, fucking claw doesn't work. And so, yeah, just kind of like scoops it up in her arms and just whaps people with it. Yeah. Just smacks <laughs> them in the head with the bazooka tube. Yeah, so Lauren and Harry fight in their mobile suits. Um, the fight does not go very well for Lauren and Harry eventually bashes in the white doll's head. So it has this huge crater in the side of it. Um, Harry's like, I don't want to kill you, but I also don't want the white doll to fuck up anything anymore. So he goes to finish it off, but Goonie like starts shooting at him with a rifle and this like makes Harry hesitate. And then like, also he's not in his suit anymore at this point. He is holding an actual rifle. And Harry is like a man fighting a machine. What? This crazy motherfucker. I can't fight that. (laughs) Yeah. So Will's like, oh, come on. I'm going to shoot him then. So he goes to shoot him. But then Diane shows up and starts yelling up yelling and bringing up the old will having ambitions but there are practical ambitions and not suicide and stupid stuff like he's doing this whole scene's kind of silly because like again it's the power of someone yelling at someone with a weapon of mass destruction to stop but uh will is wondering why she's so hung up on this old tale that like he told her um he goes to fire at diane but sochi uh causes a landslide and eventually the, the whole purpose of this is harry and will escape who cares what happens um, Harry asks where Will got the suit and Will's like if I bring me to Diane I can tell you more information about this you know do you know who Diana is and this whole time Tethys is sitting next to him saying like you idiot that's Harry of the Royal Guard of course she knows where Diane is so again Tethys not is, at all suspicious yeah knows more than she's laying, letting go here um, last scene of this is Sochi and Lauren wondering about uh, Diana this is going to be good um, Diana, again, who is pretending to be uh, Keyhill, uh, knows that the old Will is dead and she's very melancholy about it. And she's like, I hope that Harry is going to do the right thing and make help Will make the right choice about all this. 
yeah, that's that, the entirety of that last episode is just kind of convoluted and it's hard to consolidate into the plot points that matter. And then episode 15 is titled Memories Disappear. So uh, you can guess what's about to happen. Yeah. Will Great. does not make the right choice. <laughs> so uh, we see a scene of Keith and the baker's daughter, who I should probably name is, uh, mention her name is Verlena. Verlaine. Um, they are driving into the Sunbelt with a big box or truck full of bakery goods in order to do business there because I guess Nocta City is just, you know, a ghost town now. Um, as they're know. driving, they find Lily Bajorno, and because her car slid off the road, she's trying to ask for help. Um, she's like, "Listen, I got a sick person in the back. I need to get this going." And the sick also, person in the it's back, Gwen. yeah, it's Gwen. And so <laughs> Keith is like, "Holy shit! Why is this guy here?" Uh, we cut over to the military. The mil- correct answer being, "I'm pulling out a pistol and I'm ending Gwen. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm saving a lot of people a lot of trouble and getting rid of this fool right now. God, Gwen sucks. Yeah. Well." Unfortunately, Gwen lives at this point. Um, Back at the militia base, the white doll returns for repairs because its head's bashed in. Uh, Sochi's piloted, and uh, Mishi is wondering, like, where Lauren is. Uh, He is with Kihil, which is really Diana, uh, because they forgot something at the house. Uh, There's a montage of the the Inglesia militia. God, these words are hard. Uh, they're digging out spaceships in the valley. Um, Sid is, of course, yelling at them to dig harder and uh, tells Lauren that uh, Joseph is with the Louisiana militia because they don't want him to find out about the spaceship. It's all a bunch of internal politics at this point. Um, back at the moon base, uh, they have landed the Sol- the Solil, their big ship. And uh, Harry, talk- Harry has taken Will to go see Diana. Uh, during this whole conversation, they bring up the magic that lets people sleep for hundreds of years. But like Harry's like, no, it's just technology. People can go and cross storage. It's a commonplace thing or something. It's totally normal. Yeah. So we cut over to Will uh, filling in Keyhill, who is really Diana, of course, um, about the militia digging up spaceships. Like uh, Keyhill says that like if he sticks with Diana Counter, they'll th- send them back to the moon eventually. So, you know, it's a good thing you came here. Uh, Will then ask her if she's really Diana. And the, Harry kind of gets offended about this. He's like, of course, this is our queen. Why would you say such a thing? Well, but, she's um, like, uh. Yeah, it's kind of funny too. I should mention that this is when he asked her if she's Diana, like it Dutch tilts the camera heavily here. Yes. I, <laughs> Which is- It's sort uh, of like a low angle shot to begin with. And then it's like, are you really Diana? Don't. Yeah, it Dutch tilts it, which is great. But um, Will says like, the legend of his ancestor says that there's a woman named Diana from the moon, but like, you don't know anything about this, which is kind of strange. Like I thought this would be a thing. But Harry's like, oh, come on, stop asking her silly questions. I'm escorting you out. Um, Will says that, like, you know that Kia lady that's running around down there? She knows quite about a bit about this story. She also looks a lot like you. <laughs> yeah. So Kia's like, oh, wait, do you know this uh, Kia that's down with the militia? I want to talk to her. And Will's like, yeah, I kind of know about that. But Harry's like, well, where are they? Tell me about them. And, of course, Will plays up his part saying, like, well, I'm not going to tell you until you let me go to the moon. And so Keel's like, yeah, yeah, just go get, bring him the fill, get him a job so we can get him off to the moon. <laughs> um, so back, uh, I guess this road is going near the riverside. Keith, um, as Keith, Lily, Gwyn, and his baker's daughter, who I already forgot the name of, they're driving around. and um, Verlaine. Yeah, God. They, uh, they have stopped because I guess Gwyn was having a hard time being sick with the flu or something. They don't really say what his illness is, but he like he's bedridden during all this. And so like they're he's trying got, like the he's got fever sweats. They're like changing out some like cold compresses on him, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. 
And uh, Keith is like, this Gwyn guy has caused a whole lot of problems for everybody. Fuck this guy. Yeah, and Gwyn's sick in the bed. He's like, oh, I left Noctis so I could return alive at a later date. And if we get more suits, we can stand up to Diana. So he's just trying to do politics and be relevant, even though like he's been off the stage for a while. Just gotta find some suits. That's all I need. <laughs> um, Keith says that he's like, or Keith tells him that like if you need, if you want to get these mobile suits working, like you're gonna need techs to repair them and stuff. And Gwyn's like, well, do you, do you know any? Like this could help us a lot because, I mean, I guess Gwyn doesn't know any, but. Keith being from the moon may it's it's kind of implied that Gwyn may know more than he's letting on but I don't know don't worry about it yeah they cut over to Phil talking with Will um after they chase off the militia apparently the moon people are going to repair a spaceship and then he can go to the moon there so he's all like gung-ho about this and climbs back into his uh, uh canon Il Flitio or whatever the suit yeah, and like they just immediately drafted him into the Moon Militia because he had a mobile suit. I guess that's you know, how you bring your now. own car. You're allowed to fight in the military. <laughs> Byoms. <laughs> so uh, Poe is like, I'm gonna go with them, and they're gonna go fuck up the militia because they know now where they're digging out the spaceship. I mean, I guess that this is the same force that continues to employ Poe in active duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. They're, I guess somehow they're like short on pilots or something. Yeah. I mean, that's why she wasn't court-martialed in the first place. Yeah. yeah. They let Corn go. I just want to remind everyone. <laughs> True. That, Look, he's yeah. not under our jurisdiction. There's nothing that can be done. Yeah, weirdest thing. Yeah, so at some other mansion, they don't even say really whose mansion they're crashing on now, but they just found a place and they put Gwen on the couch because that's better than the backseat of a car. Um, we learned a couple things that the white doll is still with the Inglacia militia and that the Inglacia and the Louisiana one are now like together. We already knew this. Uh, Keith is breaking bread for the militia and he's going to go hand it off at some point. Uh, Lauren finds a truck near Will's house. Um, he knows that, uh, so yeah, I guess in the previous scene, Sid told Lauren to go get a truck that was near Will's house. Lauren is now picking up that truck and he also knows that uh, Kehill, who is actually Diana, is here looking for something, but he's like, that's strange. She never brought anything here. Why would she be looking for stuff? So he looks sort around. Of been on the run here. Yeah, he looks around and starts spying on her, and she's just looking at that photo that she found before and gets super emotional over it and just drops it onto the ground, breaks it, and runs off. Uh, Lauren goes and looks at the photo and he's confused at why she would do this because it makes no sense why Lady Kehill would look at this old photo from this guy she doesn't know. It's pretty weird, isn't it, Lauren? Yeah. Could be um, anything. <laughs> um, so back at the militia, Keith is selling bread. Um, Goonie is talking to Lily and he's trying to like hit on her, but she just wants to go see the white doll and runs off and this makes Goonie jealous, which is funny. She uh, only has eyes for the mobile suit. Yeah, Sochi is trying to pick up the white doll shield and she ends up breaking a truck. It's silly. I don't know why. She's not very good with it. No. It, they're basically just showing, yeah, that like Sochi is learning, but she's having trouble getting it to work. Yeah. They also like when eventually she does get it to work and it puts it on its arm, like it does this whole thing where it puts the shield in front of them and everybody like fist pumps on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cool robot. It is very wow. Cool robot. Um, Keith is talking with Michael because um, I guess Michael or Keith is the, uh, relaying a note from Gwyn that he has asking the militia to hire more moon texts in order to look at something that... Gwyn has found it really isn't obvious what's going on here. Um, Yanni, of course, gets racist, moon racist, and says, like, we can't hire moon people. They're the enemy. But Keith, like, says, like, listen, you should, you know, 
use moon people they're good people and then lily comes in and says that you know you have to use all the available resources you have in order to win wars um yanny then they're gets mad moon people yeah yanny then gets mad that the daughter of the louisiana militia is telling inglatia militia what to do but lily's like if you do this then your militia may make it back on its feet and gwen could be all good again this scene again goes on for too long until it is broken up by another person running in and saying that the moon forces are on their way to Sid's site and that they need to protect them. By um, saying, you mean yelling very loudly. <laughs> and then the guy comes in and goes, hey, we want to go uh, deal with that. And they're like, how do you know? It's like, yeah, that guy yelled it <laughs> really loudly. Yeah, Goonie wants to go off and Michael is being an asshole and not letting him for some reason. It doesn't matter because they end up going anyway. I don't know why <laughs> these scenes are relevant, really. Uh, back at Will's house, Diana and Lauren leave. They spot the Louisiana suits going someplace and thinking they're going to go to defend Sid. Uh, we also see a montage of Inglacia's, their capuls are setting up artillery. Um, they eventually spot Will's suit and those wads that pose in um, and start attacking. Poe thinks that they've been betrayed, but Will denies everything, gets heated, and just runs off the fight. I, I so, mean, it's kind of dumb of Poe because if Will was leading them to the spaceship, did Poe think they were going to leave that undefended? Did true, Poe just but at think the same they time, were it's like, not going to fight back? Like, yeah, I mean, like it makes sense because like this new person comes up into your town and says, hey, I found this you know military asset. And then like when he goes to show, it's an ambush. So like I guess she's kind of Yeah, but of course there was going to be an ambush. They knew Will was going to bring them there. It's yeah. like, duh. Yeah, like... It wasn't like they... It, it, the only way this would have made sense is if somehow they didn't know about the spaceship yet. Like That's true. Uh, yes. the, the Earth forces didn't know. Because then, you know, sure, then like, okay, it's a setup. Also, if the White Doll wasn't there, I guess, but yeah. Oh, Earth assist. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fighting starts out, breaks out, rival factions. Um, the WAD starts sniping at the Bajorns, um, which is funny because like no one in the suicide squad really knows how to fight so well uh they're also in the worst suits which is yeah. so better funny. than the couples that's true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> uh sochi runs in with the white doll it's interesting because like the little flaps on the white doll's chest open up and there's like bombs just kind of laying in there now um yeah it's like they're missiles except the tubes don't work so they're just kind of hanging limply from the tubes <laughs> Which becomes amazing later. Yep. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Goonie starts fighting with Will. Um, he shoots Will's arm off before getting, like, judo chopped in his face. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed, Goonie is uh, using a black mobile suit that looks different than the Bajorns. And if you know anything about the original Gundam series, that is a Zaku 1 and not a Zaku 2 which is extremely shitty mobile suit. Extremely dog shit. Yeah, yeah but it's different, famous, so that means it's better. Like, yes. <laughs> literally could lose to other Zakus that had an arm missing and were just throwing rocks from an island. Like, this is a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah so um, Diana's watching from the sidelines of all the battle, and she's hoping that Will doesn't get hurt. Um, one of the Bajorns uh, blows off the Alforto's head and other arm, and like Will's mobile suit just kind of stops moving and stands there. It basically uh, is just legs at that point. Yeah, it's like a torso and legs. It's not doing so hot. Um, Sochi is throwing bombs at the Wad, so she kind of leans forward so the bombs yeah. fall Are out of the chest. Are you ready for some? It, it has to slide out because it's not meant to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, and she just starts like fucking. You know, hail Mary and these things at the wall. Perfect spirals, <laughs> gorgeous. The girl's got a cannon. 
Yeah. Yeah, so... Peyton Manning could use some fucking lessons. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Poe is realizing that she can't hail Will anymore and that the operation is not going her way and she gets frustrated that she can't do anything right and retreats. Um, Afterwards, Diana kind of, like, drives her way onto the battlefield and is standing under Will's Il Furto thing, just looking up at it. She, she's been kind of around the battlefield and being told, no, you can't go over there. And, of course, she goes straight over there. Yeah. So, Lauren and Sochi are in the White Doll's cockpit trying to look into this mobile suit to see if Will's okay. And, like, they're like, oh, his uh, the hatch is open and the arms are sticking out. Uh, but then they realize that it's, like, just his arms. So, he's super dead. And He's so, been disintegrated at this point. Yeah. And Diane's on the ground. She's like, is he okay? He has to be okay, right? And she's like, completely... <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is not taking uh, his death very well. And that's how the episode ends on a real uh, upper yep. there. <laughs> Rip Will game. Yeah. So does at this point, I don't know if you're watching a lot at home, you may have a filler episode. If you do, you're skipping it. Sorry. Uh, episode 17 not, for us. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, is a recap of all that happens with uh, Diana being in denial over Will's death. Um, Lauren also fills in during this recap that uh, Titith happens to go missing. Oops, wonder what happened there. No one noticed. Yeah. Title of this one is Dust Blows on the Founding of a Nation. So we see a bunch of trucks that are in a convoy. There's heavy thunderstorms happening outside when they're driving. Uh, Keith is driving someplace and next to him is a moon technician guy uh, who thinks that the lightning is a militia secret weapon. Moon guess, people are fucking terrified of lightning, and I love it. Yeah, they, I mean, it makes sense. They don't know. Yeah. So um, they're driving. Lightning's scary as shit. Yeah, uh, Keith is trying to drive these moon people over to the militia. Um, we see a shot of the white dog getting hit by lightning, and Lauren is also scared of this. Um, a truck pulls up. Uh, elsewhere, we see a car pull up to a man- the mansion that uh, Gwyn was staying at. The guards call, uh, is like, hey, isn't that the uh, daughter of the Borgiorno, the Lala? Which is, again, as a callback. Um, but it's actually Lily and the guy gets punched for it. It's a stupid scene. Hmm. Um, we watch... Lily is watching Diana in, uh, play chess with Michael. Uh, Michael says, like, okay, listen, I'll help Gwen again. He's got to get us these moon techs. It's got to help us out with our forces, you know, being constantly in repair. Um, Gwen is no longer sick anymore, so he's uh, being all plotty again i guess i don't know what to call look they're doing grand strategy while playing chess it's yeah, called a tr- visual metaphor yeah, he's scheming um he says that like i'm gonna help uh, michael and the inglesia militia god that's hard to say forces get stronger uh plus lauren will still listen to me so you'll have the white doll helping you out uh lily then just kind of brings up oh yeah i have all these notes sent from diana i don't like as she was supposed to forward them to gwyn there's explicit they're explicitly to gwyn and all of the letters are to Gwyn. Yeah. And so, like, Gwyn's like, okay, hand him here. And then Lily plays hard to get. Because I guess Gwyn and Lily knew each other when they were younger. And so, like, she's just kind of in love with him. And she extremely has a thing for him. Yeah. Uh, Michael's like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I also have copies of this letter. <laughs> yep. Um, so, Diana, who's, again, trying to play the part of Keyhill, is wondering why Diana, who is actually Keyhill, would have sent them so many letters. Again, sorry if it gets confusing. Um, they open up the letters and they find out that it's supposed to be a ceremony for the founding of a new fiefdom in the Sun Belt that the Moon people are going to live in. 
Alright, just taking that land. When, yep. of course, it's really so that they can get Kihel and Diana in the same room as each other. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lily doesn't like this. She thinks that if the uh, people live there, if the moon people live there, then Louisiana is eventually going to lose its you know, sovereignness and be controlled by the moon people. Um, Diana is wondering why Kihil would have approved this, uh, but she, then she's like, well, maybe she's getting strong-armed into it by Moran or something. Uh, back of the uh, moon people landing zone, high winds are blowing shit around. There's kind of some comedy here of mobile dolls and those wads trying to like nail shit down as it gets blown away. Bruno and Jacob are there now, and they're doing this, and it's like kind of comedic. They're in their old suits as well. Yeah. Um, on the cap on the Solera flagship, uh, Moran is telling Diana, which is actually Kehill, um, that they sent out all the letters. Um, she walks onto the bridge, but the people there are like, you can't, there's a mobile suit like are attacking us, but it's just lightning and they don't know any better again. Cause the moon people don't know what weather is. So she goes and reassures them. And this looks all very good and, you know, queen like to the people, but then a tornado strikes and she's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, their flagship is big enough that a tornado really couldn't do a whole lot to it, but like stuff outside is getting fucked up big time. Cause they were trying to set up like I don't know, like a stadium, like a... I think it was supposed to be a stage for the party. Yeah, 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 something like that. And of course, people on the bridge are freaking out because they think it's a terrorist attack or from the militia or something. So Kehill's like, listen, I need to go down onto the ground and tell people in the other ship, like, listen, this is just weather or something that happens. Don't freak out. Uh, because she thinks that people may do stupid things if she doesn't reassure them. Don't go starting another war now. Yeah, I mean... It... <laughs> It makes sense, I guess, in a man, roundabout way. Man, <laughs> scary out. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm gonna fire some stuff. Don't. Uh, Just one bullet. I'm, I'm really worried about it. No, don't you dare. Mm, queen like it's, it's just what are they like babies just put out a command of don't shoot because of a tornado you stupid idiots this I'm, isn't the film twister I mean, the tornado's not sentient it's not the same tornado that killed your father which by the way <laughs> if you don't know is a fucking assumption they presume you to make in the film twister or else <laughs> the character's motivation doesn't work. Tornadoes aren't sentient, even if they make a horrible howling noise and force you to run away spilling your your hot, your cold drinks. <laughs> Sorry, that's my twister aside. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of like... I mean, uh, I mean Keo has probably seen that the moon people don't really take no, don't shoot as like an order they should an follow. ironclad. <laughs> yeah, holy More shit. More of a suggestion. You also, we gotta work on our like court marshalling procedures. Apparently, <laughs> you also make fun of them for shooting a tornado. But like, I remember when that hurricane was about to hit Florida, a whole bunch of people just wanted to go shoot the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna point all of our fans at it at the same time, see if that shakes out. <laughs> so we cut over to the uh, Suicide Squad from Louisiana doing patrolling. They see the white doll acting as a bridge to get trucks across this like bombed out bridge over a gorge or something. So they go over there and meet up with Lauren. Um, Goonie is confused uh, why the pilot is not Laura, because I guess he also thinks that it's supposed to be a female pilot. Yeah, like, this has been a thing where, like, Sochi gets confused for Laura, Loran gets confused for Laura, like, everyone yeah. really wants to meet Laura Rolo. And there's even a scene here of, like, why are, why are you that not the pilot? He's like, I am the pilot. The newspapers just printed whatever rumors they wanted. <laughs> yeah, so... 
uh, Goonie asks about the people in the trucks, and uh, Keith lies and says, like, listen, they're for my new bed bread-baking workers. They're like, we're going to go make a new factory for the militia. It's going to be great. And the Suicide Guest Squad's like, I don't know, there could be moon people. Let's take them in for questioning. And Keith is like, I got deadlines. We got to be places. And so Goonie's like, okay, listen, we'll compromise here. How about we solve this with a case of mobile suit wrestling? Fight, 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 fight. Yeah, so um, elsewhere in the woods, Bruno and Jacob are just kind of chilling because um, they got nothing to do. And they're like, this is weird. We don't have corn around anymore. I thought this would be great, but now I'm just kind of, you know, bored. Also, they're really hungry because they don't get fed. Uh, so Bruno and Jacob... They're very sad without their Gaston, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno and Jacob are drawn to some racket and... Um, it is the mobile suits getting ready to wrestle. Uh, they spot these trucks that have like bakery and beef on the side. And they're like, oh God, we're hungry. So they go to steal one of the beef trucks uh, while the mobile suits are wrestling. Um, Lauren goes to stop the thieves, but Goonie complains like you're trying to run away. And then one of the other people in the suicide squad say like, we're going to hold your people hostage if you don't wrestle Goonie. So <laughs> Lily shows up out of nowhere and says, you fucking idiots. What are you doing? Stop this. And she's real mad that she had to come out here instead of spending time with Gwyn. If you didn't notice, she has a thing for him. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Gwyn and Diana are in the car. They have the RSVP for the whole uh, come to our fiefdom ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Founding a fiefdom. Yeah. Um, this Friday at 7 p.m. He Gwyn is mad that the politicians haven't made any progress on Earth Moon negotiations since he's been sick and without a country. Uh, Diana is thinking to herself that uh, Key Hill is way out of her element and that uh, we need to swap again to like actually stop this current situation from getting worse. Uh, Gwyn also- Oops, I let a teen try to govern. Shit. Whoops. Why do we keep doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've read about the stories of this person back in time that you know dissolved their own nation. Maybe that will work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, Yo, whatever you do, don't dissolve the nation. Don't dissolve the moon. <laughs> what if I give the oppressors everything they want without fighting? That's how hmm, bold but, plan. <laughs> but wait, Ty, the moon are the oppressors. What nah. the? Yeah. Found the oh, loophole. Yeah, so Gwyn is saying uh, to Diana that, uh, listen, when we get there, we got to talk to Harry or Moran about this. And Diane says, like, no, no, we have to talk to Diane about this. This is very important. Uh, Gwyn is like, you know, you've changed since I, I've last met you. And Diane kind of looks at him strangely. He's like, yeah, you're uh, more determined than you used to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And not from the moon. Not <laughs> from the moon. Uh, Bruno and Jacob are being chased by Lauren and the White Doll. Uh, they eventually end up losing him. Uh, so they, uh, when I say they're chased, being chased, they're driving away the truck that they stole, but, uh, they lose the white doll and they eventually go into the back to like get the food that they were looking for, but it's not food. It was just a bunch of robot parts and this they realize, Earth cow, this is mobile suit. Yeah. They realize that the people in the trucks were actually, uh, moon people, technicians selling parts to the militia. So they're really bad and they're hungry, but they don't want to go back to Diana counter because they hate them. And then Titeth just shows up and gives them food. And it is immediately obvious that both Bruno and Jacob know her and they call her Big Sis, which is kind of strange. So there's a time yeah. skip. Yeah, there's a time skip. And she goes like, hey, will you go assassinate Queen Diana for me? And they're like, yeah, we'll do anything for you, Big Sis. But that's kind of weird. Yeah, sounds tight. Yeah, a little bit of regicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Kick yeah. ass, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, but yeah, why do you want to kill the queen? That's strange. And she's like, well, I'll be an honorary citizen if I do. So, yeah, Tifa doesn't like the queen, and she has like a plot against her, if you couldn't put that together in the last three episodes. Uh, she then immediately pivots into the, her whole seduction femme fatale thing and says, like, hey, if you kill the queen, we could live a nice, quiet life on Earth. And they're real dumb and horny, so they say, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Yeah, that, that line is perfect in the notes. <laughs> These two guys just really need someone to tell them what to do, huh? Yep. Yeah, they're very submissive. Um, Lauren is in the White Doll. He spots Bruno and Jacob's mechs, so he starts... He also spots that they have Titith in their hands since they're running back to Diana to, He's like, to murder oh, her. He's like, oh no, they've captured her! And we're like, uh, Oh god. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't know any better. Because yeah. he's dumb. Yeah, so he wants to go rescue uh, Titith and chases after them. Um, in the moon landing zone, Kehoe, again, who's Diana, is uh, walking around telling people not to panic over, you know, wind and shit like that because they're idiots. Uh, Jacob comes barging on in with a white doll in pursuit. And, of course, people think that the white doll is attacking them, so Harry sends out the royal guards to stop him. Um, Gwyn and Diana are driving to the landing zone, and they see the fighting. Oh, in case you're ever wondering, by the way, how, like, huge wars start because, like, a recon boat accidentally drifted into someone else's territory yep. like, just a little bit. This is how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly it. People misread a situation three times in a row and shit gets out of hand. They are definitely attacking me right now. Yeah, so uh, Gwen and Diane see this happening. Um, they don't want Lauren doing stupid shit because they know if he fucks up the land, the moon people's base, like they're going to start a war. And so, of course, <laughs> Diane says that, hey, Gwen, if you get me there and he sees me, he'll stop. So... Um, Jacob, during all the commotion that's going on, like it's kind of like a clusterfuck. And Jacob kind of uses this to get his way close to Diana, who is actually Key Hill. Uh, his her car that's like trying she's to run back. She's in like back. a lander. Yeah, basically. she's trying to go back to her uh, flagship, but yeah. So he gets real close and then tries to assassinate her. But Harry's on the ball and stops her in the nick of time. Yeah, he literally like pulls out the giant railgun thing that he has and tries to fire it straight into the car. Yeah. Uh, Gwyn and Diane eventually show up. Uh, and Again, Harry is incredibly competent. I, I can't overstate how much. I haven't mentioned it this episode yet. <laughs> Harry's the best. Like, I legitimately just fucking love Harry. This dude's on the ball. He does his damn job. He's very good at it. He, he's he dresses sharp. like a king. He dresses like, yeah. He dresses please, like a yes. man who... Yeah, like, he's the fucking, he is the royal guard, and he's so about it. Yep. Like, he's all about that life. It's a lifestyle. And I respect the shit out of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Gwen and Diane show up. Um, they note the moon race is fighting itself because they saw Harry shoot Jacob's mech. Um, Lauren is yelling at the royal guard, like, one of the royal other royal guard suits is trying to attack the white doll, but Lauren yells at him to pay attention and does this, like, thing where he grabs the guard's hand, his arm, and shoots uses the royal guard's gun to fire at Bruno's mech, who's also trying to assassinate the queen. Uh, Bruno, <laughs> These like, two horny morons could not care less about being in the middle of the field. Yeah, he shoots out like Bruno's leg and the thing starts hopping around like an idiot. It's kind of funny. Um, Diane gets out of the car that she was in with Gwen and stopped Lauren from doing anything else. Uh, Teacher is watching this whole thing from the distance. Uh, she's sad, but she's not really surprised that they failed. <laughs> These two jackasses? <laughs> yeah. Um, Bruno and Jacob are limping themselves through the woods in their mobile suits saying that they're crap and they'll never get anything done right. Correct. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it's one of those times, it's, it's kind of like Jesse and James being like, we're never going to get Pikachu, are we? And they turn to the camera and it's like, yep, they, you're correct. right. <laughs> Maybe if they wait yeah. 25 years and God knows how many episodes. <laughs> um, so uh, Harry is, uh, Gwyn like parks his car next to Harry's mech. Harry tells Gwyn, you have to leave right now. Like he's real serious about it. And Gwyn's like, but I was here to speak with the negotiations and also your fiefdom thing. And Harry's having none of this. He's like, you're leaving. And Diana and knows that the, the reason Harry, yeah, Harry's doing this because he's embarrassed about the assassination attempt and wants to get things in, under control. The moon wants a united front. Yeah, so yeah, he doesn't want he doesn't want there to be an image of like weakness of internal problems going on. That looks really bad when you're in the middle of war negotiations because you know what that opens you up to insurrection. Yeah, weird. interfaction fighting. Yeah. Yeah, then the uh, group you're going against could perhaps, I don't know, provide arms of some kind to the other rebellion forces. (laughs) Bad times. Yeah. Yeah. So as so again, Harry on the ball, (laughs) not letting this shit fly. Yeah. So Gwen and Diana get back in the car and uh, Diana's like, that looked like an assassination attempt. And Gwen's like, yeah, it did. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) Yeah. So the last scene of this episode is Lauren eventually finds Titith like she's chilling in a tree outside. She is like, I don't know, like a Naruto ninja (laughs) standing on a tree branch, like 20 feet up. Yeah. So they have a conversation. Yeah. Lauren's like, I'm here to rescue you. And she's like, I was kidnapped, but uh, they left me behind after you fought him off. Good job, brave sir. And then like the wind kind of blinds him for a second and she just disappears into the storm, which isn't suspicious at all. So, well, I guess she's gone now. Got blew away by the tornado. Yeah. So uh, a lot going on, but really not a lot going on for these episodes. They just kind of play more towards... I mean, they... it's, a, it's a lot of setup. Like, we got some final resolution of some plot threads that have been, like, kind of hanging out. And then we started up a bunch of new ones. Like, we've met a few new characters. There's now this whole wrinkle of, oh, my God, were you forced to do this? Or are you just stupid as shit and started a fiefdom, you dumb motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> like... we get Will's backstory, which kind of... Uh fleshes out Diana a bit. Uh, we're introduced to Titith, who definitely won't be doing anything in the future. Never. No, um, no, no. Uh, we we introduced yet. Louisiana, which also has, like, at it, least it seemed like Gwyn was negotiating in good faith. Louisiana does not seem to have much interest in that at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we also got a spaceship. South will rise again, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And we got a spaceship on the way, so, you know, that's cool. Can't imagine that'll go anywhere. <laughs> Well, so yeah, next week should I'm, be 18, 19, this, 20, 21, I think. Yeah, our that episode right. jumps just got a little bit more awkward. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, good lord. No, I mean, it's fine. I'm going to bumble it anyway, right? Might as well bumble it real hard. You know, might as well <laughs> fuck it up all the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm fucking loving turn A so far. It's I don't very know about good, yeah. all y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. I'm really interested in like a couple things here and there. Um, it is funny how hard they go into the Gundam overselling of certain plot points to really make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> it's it's a it's a shocking reminder of uh, how dense you really got to be to wow cool robot on some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Tamino goes kind of fast sometimes with his editing choices and the pacing, and then he kind mm-hmm. of languishes and lingers on other things sometimes, which mm-hmm. I feel could be a bit better, but. I mean, for the most part, I feel that this is one of his better paced series. 
Yeah, so, I think so too. So far, I mean, like yeah. 17 episodes in, and there's a lot, lot of things going on, but it doesn't feel completely unmanageable the way that like Wing did. Yeah, well, Wing yeah, wasn't written by yeah. him. But yeah, Wing was just a mess, like start to finish. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about a wing that is a mess and is too fast, that is by him. So Garzy's wing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> If you want a show that's at an unmanageable pace <laughs> that manages to both carry the classic Gundam screaming the plot points directly at you through the lens of the camera, but also going at a thousand miles an hour and please watch the dub by the way. Oh, My body God. is covered in bruises because I was forced to fight naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a better sword. This one's dog shit. I can't remember what the actual quote is, but God, like yeah. my sword is incredibly dull. I think is what it was. Yeah. yeah, this sword is incredibly dull. Just <laughs> also, like me. I, I can't believe also, Grandma made hot noodles on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get back to my class reunion, and now I have this sword, and my sword is too dull. Like God, Garzy's wing, man. Oh fuck, that would be one where Next if we season. did a recap. It would have to be. It would literally have to be like line for line. an episode for a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> I mean, you just have to play the audio in the background and laugh at it. Basically, yeah. Well, till next time, space anime. Space comma anime.